where it's at. I got two Dan tables and a microphone. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Where It's At. I'm your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host, Barbecue Pitmaster, Dan Hornstein. Ooh, you taste the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't heard us before, uh, this podcast is a music-based podcast for anyone who enjoys music. On this podcast, Dan and I each pick an album for the week. We listen to it, and then we come together and give a brief bio of the artist, and then discuss why we picked it and have a conversation about the music, what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it, stuff like that. And for context, we really did just eat barbecue. Yeah, we ribs. did. Dan made ribs. They I made amazing. barbecue ribs before we recorded this episode, and Mark made Israeli barbecue sauce. That that's all I'll, I'll take. Um, <laughs> but if you haven't had it, get you some Israeli barbecue sauce. This stuff is amazing. If you can find it, yeah, you probably can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just brain fart. This, this did happens you, occasionally. It's gonna be. Yeah, it's because of the ribs. It's the extra it's ribs. The, it's it's the just ribs. like settling in right now. The Chappelle show skit where they use that as a sleeping aid. Yes, is spot on. It is it spot is. on. Don't get mud butt. No. <laughs> so with social media, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Mister Underscore Pockets Twenty One, and you can find me at Instagram at Dan in Houston, and you can also send us an email at wherepod at gmail so, real quick before we get into Sniggles, did you go back and listen to Training for Utopias? No, not again? yet. I wanted to, I wanted to give it some distance. Okay. I wanted to uh, when I said last week set a reminder and mm-hmm. remind me, I was honestly thinking like give me 90 days. Okay. No problem. And that way I've got a clear head. I've listened to a few other albums. We've talked about a few other albums since then. Um, but it is on my to-do list. Okay. I was just curious cuz I just thought about that. It's something I listened to again this week, along with Dillinger Escape Plan, and I could hear the similarities. Okay. But then I was like, nah, TFU still was first, at ah, least to me. <laughs> they, yeah, absolutely, they were first. I don't think, I think Dillinger's first album came out in like 99, mm-hmm. and it, but even then, they, they their sound didn't pick up until a couple of records in. Mm. Which one did you listen to? Do you remember? The new one. The newest so, one? Yeah. Okay. Is that the killer... In me, I think is the name of the record. Yeah, um, that's their like their that's their last one because they're broken up. Yeah, I really like so Dillinger Escape Plans had several singer changes. They've had several lineup changes. I think there's only one person who's been in the band the whole time. They that last record that they did with their singer Greg. Oh gosh, what's his last name? I'm draw a blank. It's like Greg Puccio is very Italian sounding last name. That he's been my favorite singer for Dillinger because he's the most melodic. Mm-hmm. He's not all screaming and stuff. Yeah. And um, I got to see them, fun fact, with Soundgarden and Nine Inch Nails up in the woodlands Ooh. here in Houston at the Cynthia Pavilion. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun. Man, everybody for some reason got to that show super late. There was like nobody there for Dillinger Escape Plan. And they just, but they still played their heart out. It was so cool. We had we were up in the lawn, so we were a good ways away from the mm-hmm. the stage. Um, but like the singer Greg, he was like running all up and through the aisles and just <laughs> crushing it. And it was they they, I mean, it was in order. Nine Inch Nails were fantastic. Soundgarden had a really good set, but Soundgarden was always kind of a hit or miss band. Like they weren't always the best live. Yeah, as much as I love them and Dillinger and Dillinger put on, I mean, with those two heavy hitters, yeah, <laughs> they really gave them some run, a run for their money. You know, they kind of had to bring the heat. Cool. Well, yeah, you would have to. Because, I mean, Soundgarden is one of the most popular rock bands of all time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Nine Inch Nails, I mean, they're not I don't, yeah, I mean, like, popular, not to say they would have a huge band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, that, that was such a fun show. I had just moved to Houston when I, I'm going to ramble. I had just moved <laughs> to Houston, and um, I wanted to go see that show. And a guy that I went to high school with hit me up on Facebook. He's like, I'm coming into Houston just for this show. I know we haven't seen each other in 10 plus years. Yeah. You want to go? Hell yeah. Let's, let's, uh, and we had a blast. We grabbed dinner and saw the show, caught up on stuff. It was, it was a super cool night. Shout out to Kelly Patrick, uh, back in Baton Rouge. He's a really cool guy. So let's get into Sniggles. Sniggles. This week I picked, uh, I admit it by zoo featuring 24 karat golden. And I will admit it. I don't like this song at all. (laughs) 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 
Uh, I came into this okay. without hearing it. Okay. I just saw, you? oh, Zoo has a new single, and I like Zoo. I was like, I'll we'll just pick this single because for me, I was like, this is gonna be something I'm gonna enjoy. So the background is Zoo is an artist that you like. Yeah. Already, you're yeah. familiar with their old other yeah. stuff. All right. Okay. And so. I, I like quite a bit of stuff he's done. We'll review <laughs> one of his albums later. Okay. The beat is thin. It's it's just very plain and empty, and the lyrics are pointless. It was so, so much fun <laughs> listening to the lyrics on this one. It was just so... I was like, what the fuck is this? And I kept listening to it like, maybe I'll like it after yeah. I listened to it. So I was like, no, this is just horrible. I and gave I, this one three attempts. <laughs> and I could say my enjoyment increased each yeah. attempt, but not for the right reasons. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was just making fun of it every time. So yeah, the uh, can we talk about the lyrics? Oh, yeah. Okay. So the song is called I Admit It. Yeah. I have no idea what he's admitting to. It's just saying, what did I he admit do? It. You admit what? He, so like the lyrics are like, there's one part where he says pasties on the titties. I admit it. Yeah. Did you admit that there are pasties on the titties? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> and then he goes about 20,000 bitches. And in the background, I admit it. I'm like, once again, what are your achievements, sir? <laughs> yeah. Like this is, if this were a performance review, we would have a, we would have to have a serious follow through discussion about like specificity and how you talk about what these things you've done. Are. Did you put the pasties on the titties? Did you bring the 20,000 bitches into whatever location? I was so yeah. confused, but I loved it. I did like though. There's a, so there's like the song has a kind of a dub. Yeah. Feel like dubstep. Very, yeah. uh, and that's that the vibes. only part of it. I like, and I liked that. I liked the intro, but I did get, I did laugh again when it the 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 riff kind of runs through the first half and there's a brief pause and the guy goes damn yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm giving that 1.5 beards i gave it one beard it's got there was a couple of things that i kind of dug um you yeah i hear you on the thin progression there's there's a couple of guitar parts towards the latter half of the song that i thought were kind of tasty though mm-hmm. and i was like that's Unique enough to where it it held my interest. Lyrically, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever fucking heard. Yeah. (laughs) It was an absolute treat. (laughs) It was, yeah. I was so, yeah, I was, I was looking forward to the upcoming album, but now I'm like, if this is a representation of that, I'm concerned. You're a little worried? Okay. I'm glad we, I was, I was, (laughs) I wanted to, I wanted to text you so bad (laughs) all week. And ask you like what why? the fuck are you think like what are you, like <laughs> no not what the fuck but like I genuinely want to know what you liked about that or why yeah. you why you thought I didn't know Zoo was an artist that you liked before then yeah I almost thought you pulled a rabbit out of the hat or just chose a card at random <laughs> and you were like let's do this yeah um, it was fun I'm glad I got to listen to it it was definitely well I mean for singles. I was just kind of like, hey, new single. This is going to be fun. You know, I also want to do some new music we've been doing. I've been doing picking a lot of older music. Yeah. So it's like, let me pick something brand new. I was like, oh, I like Zoo. We'll just pick that. And I, there is an audience for it. Mm-hmm. I will. I'm not going to say that it's completely without value because I can I, I can see if you're into that kind of music, you would like this as well. Right. But what did he admit to? Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's just... That's a, not going to hold up in court. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you picked this week? This week, I picked the new Gojira song, Born for One Thing. Gojira is a French heavy metal band that have been around for about 10 years, 10 plus years. Um, I Overall, I've been... It's been interesting to watch. I like... I've grown to like this band. I got to tell you, the reason why I like Gojira now more than I used to. There's a YouTube channel. I don't watch many reaction videos, Mm -hmm. but there's a YouTube channel called Lost in Vegas. Yeah, I've seen it. Those two guys are just so good at what they do. They're really good at reviewing. They're really good about having an open mind when it comes to music. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the guys, uh, George, makes stinky face. When a riff comes in (laughs) and it just like, it hits him in a right, he makes stank face. And I have a habit of making stank (laughs) face sometimes too. And so, um, I, they're huge Gojira fans and I knew Joe Gojira had a new album coming out. Um, I, I really, I, their appreciation for Gojira made me like Gojira more. This new song, it's the second album from their, uh, second single from their upcoming album. I forget the name of it. Um, it's got things I like and things I could do without. Mm-hmm. The intro riff, 
I sent you, I was going to, I was thinking about saving this until we had our time together, but I was like, let me, let me share this with Mark. Cause I wanted to get your opinion yeah. and make sure I wasn't crazy. There's a smashing pumpkin song called Tarantula, which was the first single off of their 2007 release zeitgeist that uses the exact, exact same. same riff. Yeah. And it's the, I mean, I get what they're doing. I know from a guitar per- perspective, they're just kind of like running up along and hitting these harmonics and stuff, but it's not just that it's the guitar and the drums. Yeah. The drum pattern underneath it is almost identical yeah. to what the Smashing Pumpkins did in 2007. Once I once I learned that, um, it it put a dent in it. Yeah, a little bit for me. Uh, knocked this down a couple notches for a single. There's other things I like. That's. Uh, Gojira's song, Born for One Thing, and, and I, I will say, I'm a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan. Mm-hmm. I love the Smashing Pumpkins all the way through they until their first breakup, Machina. Like, I've watched the last concert at the Metro in Chicago. It's a fantastic performance. But when they got back together, ever since then, they're garbage. They're absolute <laughs> hot garbage. Everything the Smashing Pumpkins does now is trash. And Zeitgeist was their first record back as the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. And it's a garbage record. Tarantula is okay. I hate the way Billy Corgan sings now. Mm-hmm. He his voice has changed, and it's I just do does not work for me. <laughs> Back to Gojira. Aside from ripping off that that exact same riff, um, the the verse and the chorus and the the back half of the song has a kind of a, a '90s metal sound to it. I get Testament vibes. A little bit. He's playing um, the guitar like Steph, hitting the open strings like Steph does from Deftones. He, okay, so that might be what it is too. That's I'm what, hearing a little bit of first that. First thing in I there. heard, I was like, he's especially on like the verse. He's throwing in, he's doing the riff, and then he's hitting those open strings. And I was like, that's what Steph does, like almost every other Deftone song. Okay, there's not a whole lot about this song that I thought was super remarkable. It's got a good groove. Um, I like the breakdown at the end. I love the breakdown at the end. That mm-hmm. was that was the big thing that redeemed it when he mm-hmm. hits these like pinch harmonics and he's what? Yeah. I, I made some stank face when that happened, <laughs> but other overall, I mean, like what I like about Gojira is they're not a very unnecessarily flashy band. Right. Um, their drummer was doing some really tasteful fills in the chorus. And that was the only thing that made the chorus remarkable for me. Mm-hmm. Melody wise. There's not a lot there. Riff yeah. wise. It's all kind of more well-worn territory. So overall, I'm going to give it a two and a half. I uh, gave it, I like, gave it a three. Okay. I liked the guitar work and I liked the breakdown. So I was like, okay, but it's very like for me, when I pick a three, a three is just like, that's just right in the middle, just average. So that's where I was with two and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's literally the half point of five. Yeah. Uh, of the two singles that I've heard so far, this might be a weak record. Yeah. I, I, I heard the other single too. And I was like, I'm not really looking forward to this record very much either. I was like, maybe there'll be like one song on there. I'm like, okay, that's a solid one. But the two singles normally with, when you're an artist, you feature your strongest track as your lead single. Lead with that. And I was like, or lead with the one, I don't know, maybe they're trying to get the one that's the most accessible. It, it, It certainly is. It's catchy. I get that. But yeah, two and a half. I get why you're at three. I was I was between a two and a half and a three, and ultimately it was that Smashing Pumpkins yeah. reference there that I thought, well, that's just who knows if that was intentional, if it was just kind of parallel thought, but it's so identical. Yeah, to it's, that Pumpkins when that when I, I like, played, oh, you showed sent me that video for Smashing Pumpkins, and I watched it, and I was like. Wow. I was like, it sounds like someone sat down and like, let's take the beginning part of Tarantula and make a metal song after it. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than the Smashing Pumpkin song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you go first this week with the albums. What'd you pick? This week, it was the 10th anniversary of the release of Radiohead's The mm-hmm. King of Limbs. Um, man, Radiohead is, is such a, an interesting band. I, I mentioned this at the podcast last week. I wanted to hate Radiohead mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. In the late 90s when OK Computer came out, I guess I was just my taste hadn't shaped up to what they are today. Um I did not like Radiohead. I thought Radiohead was the most pretentious band next to U2 for a long time. <laughs> right? I've I'm happy to say I've changed my mind. I've really grown in the past decade or so to have a really strong appreciation for Radiohead. Mm-hmm. One of the things I like about the band and what they do is that their their album to album 
constantly growing or changing or experimenting with their sound altogether. Right. But they still sound like Radiohead. There is a there between the band members. There's enough of a voice to what they do and enough uniqueness that they will you can spot a Radiohead song from a mile away. Mm-hmm. But when you listen to their albums all together, I can I can now see why. Okay, computer sounds vastly different from Kid A, which sounds vastly different mm-hmm. from Amnesiac, which sounds vastly different from Hail to the Chief. It's Hail to the Thief, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so the King of Limbs comes out. It's a short record. It's mm-hmm. eight tracks. It's thirty-eight minutes. And a lot of people say that this is their one of their weakest mm-hmm. albums overall. Um, going back and listening to it, had I hadn't listened to it really in a few years, but it was because it was the 10th anniversary. I thought, let me pick an older album. Seemed like a timely thing. I thought other people who are listening to the podcast might appreciate diving into some Radiohead because I know they've got a really big fan base. Oh, they got a huge fan base. And um, and I'm happy to say I liked the record more than I did in the past, giving it a little more of a listen to this time. Um, the song, the the track opens with what I think is probably one of the better songs on the record, which mm-hmm. is Bloom. And Bloom is a very glitchy. They're taking samples. They're they're speeding them up together. They're kind of running it all together. Um, it's got a really interesting drum break, drum beat to it that that kind of goes along with it. And as a first song, it really sets the tone for what's going to end up being kind of an experimental record by mm-hmm. them, which I really appreciate. I if I had to pick one criticism right off the bat, I kind of wish they had continued into that same direction with some of the other tracks there, there's still an experimental nature to it. Um, but I feel like as the other songs go on, even though they're doing newer and creative things, there are some of the old tricks that they're pulling out of their sleeve that are typical Radiohead tricks. And overall, you can probably find records that do it a little bit better than King of limbs, but it's when they're, when they're going into this new territory and they're just tweaking with knobs and doing electronic stuff. That's when I got the most enjoyment out of it. So bloom is a cool song. Um, after that is is uh, Good Morning, Mr. Magpie, which was not one of my favorites, but it still has some some qualities that I like. I just lyrically... Radiohead's a band that um, I don't pay attention to their lyrics, and they've, they've been famously against paying attention to lyrics. I think it was yeah. Kid A was the record where Tom York cut up... He would write phrases mm-hmm. uh, instead of just sitting down and saying, this song's going to be about this topic, and let me write a you know, entire verse, chorus, whatever about kind of going along with this theme. He would think of lines that phonetically he liked the way that they sounded, but didn't make a whole lot of sense. And he would cut them up and put them in a hat and literally draw, (laughs) draw lines out of the hat and whatever he came up with, that's what he sang. And that was what the song is. And I, I like that. I like that. There's not this over dependency on we're really trying to say something important. Right. And they're like, no, just listen to what we're saying. Listen to the music. Right. Most of all, that's going to be the biggest thing that's important to us. Um, so, oh, you know, but even then a song like good morning, Mr. Magpie, that was a silly kind of phrase. And it, it didn't, it hit me in a weird way. So I was like, ah, not one of my favorites. Um, little by little, I think is the track that's after that, which yes. I thought was super cool. Um, little by little has, has a lot of, uh, cool nature to it. Um, there's a lot of ho- household drums sounds on that mm-hmm. on that song, little by little. That reminded me a lot of Beck's first record, Mellow Gold, where he recorded it in his house and was literally banging on pots and pans to get a lot of the percussion. Mm-hmm. I got that same vibe from Little by Little, and it's what made me like it. Um, Towards the back half of the record, it starts to get a little more into some of the the things that are more traditional Radiohead isms. Yeah, Codex specifically is probably the most quintessential Radiohead song on there. It could be you could take that one off and put it on a couple of different albums, and, yeah. and it would find its way nicely into there. Um, but I'd still like it. It's it's. I thought the Codex has a. They have this weird kind of distorted harp noise with that sweeps in mm-hmm. uh, occasionally in the in the first part of the song that I really really enjoyed, and then the as the song continues, they use horns in a really unique way, and I like the layering of the horn section along with what's being sung there. Um, Overall, the songs that, uh, you know, I'll tell you the songs that I liked. It's a short record, eight yeah, songs. Yeah, eight songs. I was shocked at how short it was. So there's not a lot to trim. Um, Bloom is my favorite. Little by Little, I loved. 
oh man, another thing I liked about Little by Little was uh, Radiohead gets the best tone on their guitars. Yes. They really, you get to have an attention to detail. And when that comes in, it's, it's perfect in the mix. It sits there. It's like, it's hitting the sweet spot of my mm-hmm. ear. Um, and, and I love the guitar tone. I like the chord progressions that they chose on little by little too. Um, Lotus flower was a good song. Codex is a good song. And I liked give up the ghost, uh, towards the end because I really like the mix of the electronic and the acoustic going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Give up the ghost. And there's this guitar tone at the end, uh, of that song that I, I think is just a really, just such a, it's such a good sound. Um, that kind of want to know like, what are they, what instruments are they using or what, what, um, equipment do they have running through yeah. that? Cause they get some really good stuff. That's not to say the song doesn't have its its low moments. Feral was one that I thought I could skip, and Good Morning, Mister Magpie was, uh, or Morning, Mister Magpie. Morning. I forget the name of it. Um, those were those were two songs that I thought just weren't up to par with the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. So if I had to pick worst, those would be my worst. What did you think? Um, <clears throat> Bloom, like I wasn't into the choppiness of the drum beat and the music so much, but his vocals just killed it. Yeah. Like when I first heard it, I was like, okay, like you hear the music start off and then he comes in singing it and he's got that soaring melody. I was like, okay, this ties it all together and makes this like magical. What, is there anything about the choppy thing that you didn't like? It was for that song. And then also for morning, Mr. Magpie, it's the, it was just something about it was just off. I don't okay. know other than how to say it other than just off that initially I was just like, ugh, I don't like this. That's what drew me in. <laughs> that's the funny thing. That's why I wanted to ask you is because that's the first thing that off. Yeah. Um, that's when I heard that I went, Oh, <laughs> oh. and so like morning, Mr. Magpie, kind of the same thing, but the vocals come in and I was like, okay, this is really good. I morning, Mr. Magpie. I felt like the music was a little bit thin and repetitive, Okay, but the vocals, I was like, I want to listen to this again for the vocals. Yeah. Like I like the way he's singing. I want to hear him sing like this. I've really grown to like Tom York as a singer. He's, he's an excellent vocalist. Uh, little by little. Probably my favorite track on the album. So I think we're in agreement on that one. I, I think that's the really, strongest one. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I love the melody on the chorus. Yes. I was like, I got to go back and listen to that again. And then I got to Feral and I just went, I'm reading the notes as I write them down. I'm just going to read it because this is raw. <laughs> <laughs> Give it. I put, uh, I'm losing interest in this. This song feels more like just amb- more like just ambient music you would hear at a shitty hair salon or a lingerie. <laughs> Or a lingerie boutique in New England while the salesperson gives your girlfriend or wife a ton of shit for her taste in haircut or thongs. That's <laughs> outstanding. I'm so proud of you for that. <laughs> that I, was, I, I was like transported to New England and I could see Why like, New England though? Like, I don't know why I That picture... was the whole vibe I got. I was like, I'm in Boston and it's cold. Okay. And like, you're with your girlfriend and there's this like, like just this and hairstylist with the nasty attitude is like, well, why? Are you, and, and, and okay. So you're like thinking bickering. like Boston. Yeah. Okay. I was, I, when you said new England, I started thinking for some reason, like an antiques district <laughs> in no. the Hamptons no. and like, you're at a, like a mom and pop lingerie yeah. store. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm sitting there like on a couch in the waiting area and they're like arguing. And I'm just want to be like, <laughs> shut the fuck up and cut her hair. I'm trying to listen to Radiohead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that That's was outstanding. Yeah. Then uh, Lotus Flower, I just wrote um, more like Lotus Failure with more salon vibes. I just, oh, I just, like I couldn't get okay. into that one. Okay. Uh, Codex, I like the change of pace on that. Yeah. With the piano, I felt like it needed just a little bit of something, like some little ear candy to send it over the top. Yeah. It was a good song, but I was like, it's like one little thing away from being a great song, like a great, great song. There's a song that they, that Radiohead has, and I think it, it was a single off of, uh, it wasn't a single. It was, it was just a, an independent single. It's not on one of their records. It's called the daily mail. Mm-hmm. That's the better version of codex. Okay. So if you go to listen to codex and you listen to the daily mail, I don't know why the daily mail isn't on any records. It's on, it's not on a full album. That song kicks and it's got that, that thing at the end that boosts it up to where yeah. you're like, do that more of that. Yeah. Um, give up the ghost. 
wasn't one that I really liked. I just felt like it was just a bunch of hippies walking through a meadow in the forest of Washington state. It has this like Pacific <laughs> so Northwest. But one, one side of the continent. <laughs> one the side of, yeah. yeah. One side of the <laughs> continent. The other. It was, it just like, I was just like, I, it was just like, I, I don't, I don't know. I just was, it didn't do anything for okay, me. Okay. That's what it felt like the last time I was in Washington. I was like, I could transport myself back to Stevenson, Washington. And that's the soundtrack for it. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> and then separator. I just didn't like it all. That's the last track. Yeah. yeah. Separator. I thought it's not the, it's not the strongest close to the record. No. Um, I did like that. They didn't overstuff it. I do. I did appreciate they didn't overstuff it. I felt like, okay, they, they made an album and it was eight songs, 30 some minutes. Yeah. It's like, okay, they, they got that part right. I don't think it's a bad album. I don't think it's a good album either. I'm right at two and a half beards for this. Okay. I feel like they were, I feel like this is a record where they were trying some new things and I applaud them for that. Mm -hmm. Um, granted there are other, there are certainly other Radiohead albums that do this a lot better, Right. but going back, um, having not heard this in so long, I really enjoyed it more than, I was, I think, expecting to. And so where I landed was I gave it four. I gave it four beards okay. because it's short and sweet. Yeah. Um, if I have a feeling if with the quality of the songs overall, had they would have had 12 tracks, my rating would have been lower. lower. But yeah. for eight, it's a decent listen and it's it's a it's a strong eight. I feel like the the tracks that I liked enough on there, which is Bloom, Little by Little, Lotus Flower, Codex, and Give Up the Ghost. Mm-hmm. Those five, I like those enough to where I was like, they're they're batting pretty high, you know, average wise. It's the seventy five percent of the record. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, I like seventy five percent of it. There's yeah. two songs I'll skip. That's fine. Yeah, for me, there was three songs on there. I'm like, I really like these. Other than that, I was like the other ones were okay. And then a couple of them, I was just like, I can't, I, I'm just not down with this. Like I said, it's not bad, but it's not good. It's just like when I'm, when I'm like, want some chill, some chillish music, yep. I'll listen to this. Well, and so that's, this is why I, I like talking about Radiohead with other people that aren't diehard Radiohead fans, because the diehard Radiohead fans will tell you Radiohead can do no wrong. Right. <laughs> yes, they can. Yeah. Every band makes bad albums. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and, and, I like, for example, Radiohead, I can't stand their stuff from the nineties before. Okay. Computer, mm-hmm. the bins and Pablo honey. No, thank you. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I don't need it. It's I, I can listen to Oasis and yeah. I know, I, like, I'll probably get, I'll probably get some hate on that one. But to me, there's not a whole lot of uniqueness there. Okay. Computer. And then on I'm down, bring it on. Yeah, those are much better albums than this one. We'll do some more Radiohead uh, as, as we go on, but this was a fun, it was a fun trip, trip to memory lane. I, I am actually curious. I want to listen to this album again, say in like six months okay. and see if I like it a little bit better. Maybe so. Because that's one thing I have noticed with music. You can get an initial impression of something, but then go back and listen to it later and your opinion will completely change. Like there's, there's music or films, even you know, things that I used to love. And then yeah. I go back to it. I'm like, why did I like this? Yeah. What was this I isn't thinking? Very good. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'm like, I, or you know, I used to hate this and now I really enjoy it. I'm more like that with music nowadays that there's stuff that I was, I was against mm-hmm. the first time that I heard it. And I think as, as my taste grows and changes, going back and listening to that stuff, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, uh, here's another great example. Neil Young. Yes. Hated Neil Young for the longest time. I think he's wonderful now. I yeah. can listen to Neil Young all day <laughs> and just, I'm content. I'm very happy. Um, and Radiohead was like that. Tom York's kind of style of singing, it's, it's unique and it's, it's not for everybody. Right. And, and it took a little while for me to get used to that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So then the album I picked was Renaissance by Aluna. Yeah. And I got, I heard about Aluna. She, uh, had did two albums and like an EP with a composer named George Reed and they were called the Luna George. That's how I heard about them. Okay. I, I heard their first album. I thought it was a good album. Their second album was blew my socks off. One of my top albums of all time. Okay. It's one of my top 10 albums of all time. We'll review it eventually. And then they had an EP two a couple years ago, which also was incredibly solid. So then she was like, Oh, I'm going to go off and do a solo album. So I was like, okay, I think she has a phenomenal voice. She's got this like soulful voice. I love the way she sings. She does more like electronic music. So I was like, okay, I'll give this a shot. I had barely listened to this. 
So the first track on this is I've been starting to love all the things I hate. Uh, I wanted to like this song so much more than I actually do. Okay. I, I wasn't into it. Like I understand what they were trying to do with the piano and the melody. And it's like this optimistic song. It just like, she's got a great voice, but I felt like the song behind her was really missing something. Yeah. This was a full on pop record. Yeah. It, it was more poppy than I was expecting because the other stuff she's done, uh-huh. it's it's had like it's like electronic with pop elements, and this was like pop with electronic elements, very much. So yes. I felt like she flipped, and I still like the way she sings. And I st- there's some tracks on here I really like, but all overall, this wasn't exactly what I was expecting. But she's not working with George Reed anymore, or at least not on this album. So I was like, okay, maybe I should change, keep my expectations in check. Yeah, I get that. It's like when Bjork did that one record with Timbaland producing. Yeah. I think it was Volta. Yeah. And you can, you can really tell when Timberland's on that. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> I get that completely. Okay. So the first, tra- I was just, I felt like, like, I felt like to me, it felt like a B side. I was like, this song didn't need to be on the album. The song is the the album is like fourteen tracks, which is too many. That's a lot of at tracks, at least four too many. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into the end, especially. And then it comes to the second song, Warrior. The song kicks off with a bang, has a killer bass line and a beat. I really like this track. It's one of my top three. It's very smooth and very sexy. I just wish it was about 30 seconds longer. I felt like it was too short. But this song was produced by um, S.G. Lewis, who's one of my favorite dance producers. Okay. So that's why I really, he's got this, he he writes the, in, they're both from the UK. So yeah. a lot of these artists that she works with are from the UK. And I really like UK dance electronic music. They just okay. do some creative things sometimes. Even dubstep, some of the like Flux Pavilion, Cookie Monster, they do some fun stuff with, you know, electronic music. And the so, UK influence on this one was really strong. It's very, very strong. It's, it had like almost that Ministry of Sound yes. <laughs> influence in a lot of ways. A lot of the um, the reggae yeah. vibes in it, some of the dub and the dubstep and yeah. the house. I could, I could hear a lot of that through it. And, and yeah, confirming that from you was, yeah. it was, I got into like UK dance music, like back in 2000. So I've been listening okay. to this, this type of music for over 20 years. So I really like warrior was just great. Cause I, I like SG Lewis. He has a new album out. We'll review it eventually too. It just came out a couple weeks ago. I haven't even listened to it. Uh, then it came into third track is sneak. Uh, I felt like the album started off slow with that first track, but I felt like warrior and sneak were great. Sneak is a fun track to me. I like the change in melody between the verse and the chorus, how they contrast each other. That was fun. And then it got into envious is the third track. I really like the sexy bass line and the melody on the chorus is my favorite part on the entire album. It's my favorite melody, uh, especially the pre-chorus, just building up to it. The way she just sings this melody is just spot on. Very well done. I really, really enjoyed it. I felt like that those three songs there hit a high point and then it starts to change a little, a little. Yeah. (laughs) Cause, uh, don't hit my line comes in the, it's a drum heavy song. The beat, the music, the music is just thin. It, 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 the, Can I tell you what I wrote? Yeah. Because you had your, yeah. your New England yeah, moment. With, I wrote, don't hit my line. Sounds like something I'd hear at a trendy sushi place. <laughs> <laughs> accurate. <laughs> That's very accurate. Like in the bathroom. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I enjoyed this song to a certain extent, but it just, it needs more to it. It's... It's very empty. I understand what they're trying to do, but I was just like, yeah, it was one of those songs where I'm like, this is, this is a B side. Basically it's, it's not, it's extra filler. It felt like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, and at 14 tracks, yeah, trim the fat trim a little the fat, bit. You have exactly. to uh, get paid was one of the singles. It's decent. I didn't like, that's really all they said about it. I was like, it's like, she, the melodies man, like mediocre. It just felt like a very mediocre song to me. I wasn't super sold on it. Still not. I've listened to it. I'm like, this is one of the singles. And I was like, there's better songs on here than this one. Yeah. Um, the recipe, uh, Kate Trinata features on this track, help produce it. And damn, it is fun. I love Kate Trinata. I think he's one of the hottest electronic producers out there. Um, his signature sound comes out on the song. If you listen to Kate Trinata at all, when you hear the song, you're like, "Do can't you not do this? You'll know it's him. You'll know okay. it's him. It's, it's that's. And when I first heard it, I was like, I looked, I was like, oh yeah, that's Kate Trinata. It has to be. And it, I looked it up and it was, um, her vocals with Rima 
certified hit in my book. I like this song a lot. Then it goes into Body Pump. Meh. <laughs> Body Pump reminded me of, of like a, a Paula Abdul song. Yeah, yeah. It was more just meh. Like, yeah, I did like the. I did like there. There's like a clapping percussion thing that yes. they did in Body Pump that yeah. I thought was a, it was that was a nice touch. Yeah. Like when I say meh, I mean like right just middle of the road yeah it's just not great not terrible either so i was like okay like it's i'm not like if i'm listening to an album in the background i'm not going to skip it it's not irritating but it's not like ooh, i want to hear this song yeah like it's stuck in my head yeah uh, then it comes we'll turn to turn it slightly down instead yeah. of slightly up yeah <laughs> <laughs> then it comes to ain't my business which to be honest is my favorite track on the whole album which is kind of i don't and it's got this like the piano synth in it is something that I just really enjoy. It's not a typical song structure. Once again, I feel like it's 30 seconds too short of a song, but halfway through it, there's this like fun build, the way she sings. It's kind of like this background singing. And I really, really enjoy this. Song. You and I have such different tastes. <laughs> hey, that's what makes it fun. so fun. I, I really like, I get a kick out of writing because I'm looking at my notes and I wrote, ain't my business was just okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel bad saying that, but no. that's what makes for a good conversation. No, it's true. And I actually, when I listened to this, there was a few different spots in the album where I thought, I'm probably going to like this and Dan's probably going to be think this isn't good or this is not something Dan's going to be into. Because I'm getting a better idea each week of what you enjoy. Yeah. So I was like, and doesn't bother me. Like everyone has their own opinions, but oh my gosh, Ain't, Ain't My Business was stuck in my head and I was just listening to it on repeat. Okay. I was like, I just can't get enough of that middle section of the song. And then it goes to off guard and then the album just takes a turn. Um, they could have probably like, don't get me wrong. Luna's vocals are beautiful. I think she's a phenomenal singer, but I feel like these last five songs were just filler and fluff. I felt like if they had just taken and reworked a few of the earlier songs on this uh-huh. and made them a little bit better, they could have cut the, f- these last five tracks had a nine song album and just left it. And it could have been so much better. Because like off guard, backup, pressure, surrender, and whistle all were just blech. like I I get to <laughs> those I get are the to, ones I like the best. <laughs> <laughs> I should have figured. I, I get you should have known. I get to aim my business, and I'm just ready to go on to the next album. I don't want to okay. listen to it anymore. What do, What did you think about those? Uh, so I I'll start with just some of my general ones. Um, track one, yeah, I wrote. I like the good deep bass and the drums mm-hmm. in the back half of the song, the drums in the back half of the song, especially. Um, I did, I, you know, for, I, I, I talk all the time about not paying that much attention to lyrics, but sometimes when a line hits me, mm-hmm. I like it. And I like that she had that line where she goes, life's giving me shit and my shit going to give it right back. Yeah. That's, that's kind <laughs> of a cool line. I was like, all right, it works for the song. Cause it, it, it strays a little bit from the tone of the way the melody is. Yeah. And I thought that's kind of a cool, like, I'm going to keep my head up yeah. no matter what you're throwing at me kind of moment. Um, for I talked about the clapping per- percussion for body pump. The clapping pornography? Is that what I said? <laughs> That's where I thought you were going to say. Oh, you, no. You said clappy porn, and I was like, my brain finished pornography. Make so. it clap. <laughs> <laughs> and then get the clap. I... Um, <laughs> There's... Uh, I thought Off Guard had parts of it that worked well for her voice. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of trap influence. Yes. In off guard. And I thought that that goes well with her style of singing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the most interesting song was pressure. Out of those last five pressures, the best, better one of those last it was five to the me. Most interesting for some reason. And it's because uh, there was, there's a part in there that sounds like they're using talk box mm-hmm. and it had, it reminded me, you remember zap, Yes. With Roger Troutman. <laughs> it reminded me of like 80s zap Roger Troutman. And I was like, that's kind of a cool thing too. Yeah. And then my favorite one actually, and, and it was as I was listening to this, um, I'll be very honest. I struggled with this record <laughs> in, in a lot of ways. It's just not my cup of tea. Whistle, the last track. Mm-hmm. I really started to enjoy that one. And then it ended after two minutes. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, this is the one I like the most. And you feel like they cut it off short. Like, keep going with that. You started to get into a Macy Gray vibe mm-hmm. that I can get on board with. And then you stopped it. Um, I, I wrote, it's a, it is a full pop dance record. It yeah. really is. It very much um, is. What I get tired of, 
there's a trend in a lot of dance music right now where they're borrowing from elements of dub and elements of dubstep mm-hmm. where like every song has to have the wobbly bass and right. the volume swells right. to set the pace. And I've just heard that so much that I'm so tired of it. I really am. I'm ready for the next thing to yeah. come in. And this album had a lot of that kind of dub influence on it. There when the couple of times and it's that it it I get why they did it. It's a UK thing. Yeah, UK is, has you, that reggae vibe. Yes. And it's it's very full of it. So if you like that, I can see it being in your wheelhouse. Um the only time that the UK reggae influence really kind of worked for me was Surrender. And that's because it's the most traditional sounding reggae song. Yeah, it is. And I went, oh, now I see for some reason that the the older reggae influences that came in, that resonated with me a little more. And I liked that a little more than some of the more modern stuff that they're doing with just the wobbly bass and stuff. Um, I did write, LOL, they used a truck backing up sound yeah. for the song, <laughs> Back It Up. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that's going to be the thing that bumps my rating up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I love what Aluna does when she sings. Uh, the stuff she's done with George Reen has been phenomenal. We'll review. What I, I tell you, what later. I did think was impressive. She's able to change her singing style to fit. Yes, what she's doing. What she's doing for each track, yeah. and it that's something that you don't get from Tom York. No, <laughs> Tom York is Tom <laughs> no. York and can yeah. only be Tom York. Right. And so I really liked the versatility. And, and that when I listened to it, um, yeah, I feel like out of a song so f- with 14 tracks, half of them, it's I enjoyed. so the funny. Other half like I, I wrote down my worst favorite songs and it was warrior. <laughs> <laughs> the one you liked the most. I really, that was the one I wanted to skip. I didn't skip a single track on this, but yeah. when that came on, I, but I did, didn't get nothing, nothing for me at all. Um, I wrote warrior get paid yeah. and then the recipe were my, the oh, ones that rec- I like. I really liked least. it. You didn't like the recipe. I didn't like the recipe. It was my least favorite. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, I'll be honest. I questioned you a little bit cause after zoo <laughs> and this, I was like, the fuck Mark? <laughs> like, I thought you were in a metal. Oh yeah. Well, I'm trying to break. Uh, I could do four more metal albums for the next month, but I'm like, yeah. no, let's, let's mix it up. Here. I really like that. You chose something that's so vastly different. Um, it's not, it's not for me, but there's, again, there's an audience for it just like zoo. And that's not to say that the album's not without its merits. Um, so I'll have my rating, but that's strictly my opinion. Oh yeah. The, I gave it three beards. It's okay. just right in there in the average zone. There's like, three like yeah ain't my business the recipe uh warrior and then maybe envious like i'll put those on like one i have those on my i have a playlist for just electronic music that i enjoy okay so like four tracks out of 14 that i'll actually listen to it's kind of like a disappointment from a vocalist and from someone who like other whose other music i've really really enjoyed immensely so i was kind of let down a little bit just because i felt like it was lacking a little bit. I was like, I expected this just like epic, like polished thought, well thought out, just like complete album. And I got a been like what, seven, eight songs. And I'm just like, I don't want to listen to these. I'll skip these. So kind of a disappointment, but the songs that I do enjoy, I really enjoy them. So I'm like, okay, maybe next time, if you're going to do this, just make like a six song EP, you do know, a King of limbs. Yeah. Do an eight song. Yeah and be done be done with it so (laughs) yeah i'm glad i reviewed it because there's some songs i really enjoy but man the latter half of that i was just like (laughs) which is so funny because i feel like when they when they that's when i felt like they started to experiment a little more and the more that they started to branch out away Mm -hmm. from that traditional dance sound that's when it that's when i got more interested that's when i started to listen a little bit more i will say that for me i i probably won't go back and listen to this record again Mm -hmm. this won't be a training for utopia moment (laughs) where i want to revisit it in 90 days this is probably i i I gave it a very uh, the good college try (laughs) mark and i i listened to it a few times through all the way and i'm happy that i did because you know to your point from the other day even if it's something that I know that I'm not enjoying, mm-hmm. I like to listen to something and, and try to find what's the value in it. Right. Um, that it's, it's not completely worthless. I mean, the granted there's stuff out there that's objectively bad yeah. and I'm sure that we'll have an opportunity to talk about something like that. So oh, for yeah. me, I don't know. I gave it two beards. Um, 
I was leaning. I'll be honest. <laughs> it was one and a half. Yeah. Until I heard the truck backing up sound and back it up. And that just really made me chuckle. Uh, and I was like, that's, that's, that's a good attention to detail. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you another half a star just for that. One. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like when you're at a restaurant and they automatically bring you a drink to go at the end of your meal. Yeah. You're getting a couple extra bucks from me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I wanted to, I wanted to do something newer and I wanted to do something completely different. In the last two weeks, I went rock and metal. So I was like, yep. let's do something really different. And I kind of have this, I really dig electronic music and dance music. And I kind of have the feeling you don't. So it's going to be interesting because I have several more. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm all game for it. I'm really interested to dive into that. My knowledge of dance and electronic music is probably way less than yours, especially with the modern stuff. Mm -hmm. Granted. Yeah. I was in college. I went to raves in the early two thousands. <laughs> That's what everybody did. Drugs may have been a part of it. <laughs> I feel like being sober dance music has a lot less to offer me. <laughs> 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 just, just in general, like I'm not, I'm not sitting there with a pacifier and chugging orange juice and, you know, trying to try on peaking. I'm not doing anything like that. So I just, I get a little more choosy. I think from which, what listeners are probably going to find, I will do my best to vary yeah. between genres as much as I can. I have a, I have a, a what is it? A, a, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a I'm drawn to what I you're drawn I, to what you're drawn to. I say to. that a lot. I say I'm drawn to, I have a predilection, I guess is the word I'm looking for predilection for rock music and kind of on the heavier side of rock music too. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, as I was looking over like what I want to do for next week, what goes through my head is, okay, well I want to do, I want to continue to have newer music, right. especially as we're, we're growing our podcast. I want people to be able to listen to something and if they haven't heard it and it's new, maybe they get excited. Like I get excited for new music there. I eventually want to get into some stuff. That's some of my favorites. Um, but kind of my criteria now is, is hopefully if it's something on the newer side, at least for a few weeks. And then number two is if it's, outside of just the heavy rock genre. If right. we can, if we can continue to do that, I think we're on a good pace. Yeah, I have, I mean, there's definitely more heavy rock and more metal albums that we're going to review than I enjoy, but I'm going to space them out because I don't want to get pigeonhole myself. <laughs> you know? I, I don't either. I don't want it to be the all heavy metal podcast. Right. So I could you, do that too. What do you have for next week? For next week, I'm going to pick a band that is new to me. Mm -hmm. They're on their second album. It just came out. This is a, a really new release. The band is called teenage wrist. The album is called earth is a black hole. And I've listened to about two or three tracks mm. and I stopped myself mm -hmm. because I wanted to do this as a full run through for the podcast. But so far the couple of little teasers that I've heard, I've liked a lot. They have a nineties sound that again, I have a predilection. I was a nineties kid. Um, it's an, it, they really kind of tap into that, that early nineties alt rock sound. Mm. And you know, my first choice, lonely, the brave, <laughs> this is that's I'm hoping that they can do what that record couldn't and deliver on the promise and give me what I'm looking for. And so far, what I've heard is it's got a lot of um, Sonic Youth mm -hmm. influence, some of the shoegaze, like My Bloody Valentine influence in there as well. And I, I want to see what I think of it moving forward. I'm interested to check this one out. Okay. Yeah. For next week, I... I was having a hard time trying to pick something. I was like, do I do something new? Do I do something old? Something borrowed or something blue. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to go with something that I've been listening to for a long time. And I believe this is a great, this is like one of the greatest albums I've ever heard. We're going to go with The Artist in the Ambulance by Thrice. Oh, nice. Thrice. I haven't listened to them in a long time. I haven't listened to them in a long time. And okay. I haven't listened to this album in a very long time. But this is an album that is solid. I feel like I want to pick something that I can, I, that most people will enjoy. Unless somebody hates like heavy rock music, 
you're probably going to like this because <laughs> there's a, it's just, I don't know. Thrice has gone through like a change as a band on their own. Yeah. They went from like, they, they, they've evolved many times over the years and they're a, ba- a band that has never been afraid to experiment. That's what so, I like about them. Uh, that's what I do enjoy about them because they're just like, Hey, let's have this idea and let's just go for it. Like the whole fire and water, earth and air albums were just which conceptual I really enjoyed those. Fantastic. I really enjoyed those. And for you who doesn't like a lot of concept records, right? I don't like concept records, but I love those. We're gonna so that fun. says a lot. I like concept <laughs> albums. So uh, that's, I like it. I, like it. I, I was listening to the wall the other day, like all the way through and that's 40, 50 years old almost. Yeah. So yeah, artist in the ambulance by thrice. Okay. It's, it's, it's got a lot of cool stuff to it. I think it'll be fun to go back and listen to it again. Fun. It's very high energy and I wanted to pick something very high energy to like rock and it's very, yep. very raw. It's just great. This should be a really fun week. I think I'm going to enjoy this week a lot more than this, I'm going to enjoy this, this, what's the the week, this, this. Yeah. yeah. Aluna, yeah. Elena, um, didn't really do it for me, man. Yeah. Radiohead didn't really do it for me outside of those three songs outside that I really like. So I was just like, let's redeem ourselves with stuff that we yeah. both like. Let's yeah. get on. <laughs> let's get on the same page here. Okay, we're all over the place. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know what um what my single is going to be for next week. I don't know what my Sniggles is going to be. So I'm going to save that. Me too. I don't know. Let's just yeah. Let's make that the let's thing. Make the, let's make the mystery. Mystery. Next, next Sniggle is the mystery. Oh wait, I do know what I'm going to do, but I'm not going to say it. Okay. To be continued. To be continued, yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, Send us an email, wherepod at gmail.com. You can find Dan at... Dan in Houston on Instagram. And you can find me at Mr. Underscore Pockets 21. Yeah, uh, we did get a couple of suggestions this week from a very uh, ornery listener with very small hands. Uh, yeah, so, uh, we, he did give some suggestions. I think we'll throw in, we'll do an episode of just listener suggestions here. Yeah. Maybe once we get a few more, cause I want to, I want, I, I want to incorporate the listeners into the show more. So maybe like, you know, every four or six weeks we'll do a, a listener suggested, you know, one, we'll just, you know, pick them out of a hat or just like, you know, pick something out. I, I, there's one of those three that were suggested mm-hmm. on the, from, from our listener. There was Yaysayer, Glass Animals and Pond. Have you listened to Glass Animals? Yes. Okay. I think you might dig that record. Yeah. I think that could I, be a fun one. That, for us out of discuss. those three, I I sampled some tracks from those three artists. Yep. And I was like, I want to listen like Glass Animals and Pond. I was like, I want to review these two albums. Yeah. Let's so let's do that real soon. Yeah, we'll do that soon. So yeah, any any other recommendations you have out there? Unless it's Phil Collins, please send it. <laughs> send it. Just. <laughs> be ready. Yeah. I'm going to blast. I want to shit all over it. Yeah. Like I said, maybe we'll just have to do a special, you know, episode called why this music is garbage and just pick stuff that we hate and that just talk be, shit about it. For that an could hour. be really easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you all next week.